going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yes, 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 yes. And we're back again with another episode of the VAR Bar. I am, of course, your host with the most, Andrew, a.k.a. Rapping Drew. And I'm joined by my fellow compadres, Jay Mace, C. Strites, a.k.a. Strizzer, and Big Char. How you? Do- how we doing, gents? Come on. Active, man. Active as always. Active as always, man. Yeah, Good man. Weekend. We're there. We're there. I mean... I'm excited, man. <laughs> but that's... That- there's brightness in Shalom's voice. Like I'm not. I don't like it. Like it's like his. It's, 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 your, 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 your sound sounds very mixed and mastered. Like by Fraser Bro. T. Smith. <laughs> Bro, be happy for me, man. Hey, I'm uh, I've not. been. I've been in the gutter. I've been in the gutter for years. Ah, you're seeing the light. Yeah, is the light at the end of the tunnel, or you don't want to go there yet? I don't want to go there yet. But I'm just happy that I'm happy at this moment in time. I'm just. I'm glad. I'm happy. Man. Say less, say less. Um, yeah, today, no quiz today because I'm not in the mood. Um, let's go straight to the shits. Let's start with the Prem games. I don't even want to discuss the Cup games. And um, obviously, the first game of the weekend was the Friday game, Villa v Leeds. Um, Villa beat Leeds 2-1. Um, Char, I think you watched the game. Um, what, what, did you, what did you make of everything, man? And Unai Emery, um, he's, he's putting on the performances for them. Or, uh, yeah, that's to correct you. He's getting the results, which I think is very much um, Emery's bag. Uh, mm. I think he, he, if you actually watch the game, Leeds man, they deserve to come to, um, to come away with a point at least. Um, but they're very like, yeah, they're, they're they're very lightweight when it comes down to the nitty gritty. And I think um, a lot of what happened at Aston Villa's game uh, in that Aston Villa game, sorry, was. Down to the the experience that Aston Villa have, the know how how to sort of see out games. Mm. Um, but shout out the winger from Leeds. Um, I forgot his name. Mitch. Uh, Mitch. Mitch. Young, young, young money. <laughs> Mitch. Yeah, boy. Muchem. Yeah, he is a baller. Um, Gnot, I think his name. No. Gnot, Gnonto or something Gnonto. like that. Gnonto. Yeah, Gnonto. Gnonto. He yeah. is. He's he's up next, man. I actually looked. Into Swear him. like that, bro. He's up next, man. He's up next. You trust me for real. Like I've seen enough, and I think he's. He's actually an Italian, Italy international. So it's yep. not even that like he has he's got caps. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's got caps, man. I think he's maybe double digits. I could be wrong, um, but I, I'm, I'm almost surprised that Leeds even got him. Um, like a international recognized for like a very good team in Italy. Obviously, they haven't mm. been as good recently. Um, but yeah, man, he is. As in, if we didn't have Rashford on our left, and obviously our young and upcoming, you'd have him, Nacho. bro. Mm, like bro, that, yeah. Bear in mind, I think Ashley Young, Ashley Young is probably one of the, I'd say one of the, the best like defensive right backs, I'd mm. say in terms of like sticking into, like sticking with their man and he worked him like the whole game. That's yeah. The whole game he was getting it peppered. So yeah, man, he's a good player. Um, I like to, and he's got that, he's got that, that, that confidence to like slow things down and, and pick out the right pass or like shoot at the right time, which I think is important at his age. Mm. And I haven't seen that come um, at that sort of age group in a long time. Um, so yeah, man, he's he's wavy. He's wavy. But yeah, all in all, that game, um, yeah, Aston Villa just showed that they were a lot more mature in terms of the team than what Leeds were. So what are you guys telling me about um, that Leeds manager, man, that Yankee? Is that even politically correct to say? <laughs> I think Yankee. so. Uh, yeah, Yankee, yeah. just about, but... 
they call themselves that really, innit? Mm. Don't they? So yeah, no, it's fine, man. It's fine. Especially in the Var Bar podcast, man. It's all good. Yeah, everything yeah. goes here, man. <laughs> when Jake when Jake when Jake's not here, we even we can even use the N word. We've got a pass, so I don't know. <laughs> 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 um, nah, but yeah. yeah. He he uh, Oh mate, they, they definitely look more of a threat. Um obviously I'm not saying on the Bielsa they played a very like different style of football. Um they look very good in moments, but I think they are lacking um, that level of seniority at the back. Mm. Whenever they watch them play, they have like very good interchange and very good like attacking phases, but their defence is just, you just know you can get a goal or two out of them. Do, do you know what, yeah? I, I think I think Jesse Marsh, we need to let him cook because yeah. obviously he's he's coming from the Ralph Ragnick school of Gigan pressing Salzburg, all, all of that, all of that. And in terms of like the players that he has, like you said, the Gononto, whatever, uh, majority of the players that are at least currently are not his players. Uh, but he has the right idea, like you said, man. And more time than not, I've liked Leeds, what they've been doing, to be honest, yeah. even with the and absence think, of Phillips. Yeah. And I think they're going to let him cook. For, for, from what I understand, I think they're about to sign someone else recently, like, and they're about to put more money into. Um, I think from my understanding that they've got like a minority shareholder who's might look to like take over the club. I think I was reading mm. this earlier today. So uh, yeah, man, it, I think, yeah, I agree. They should let him cook. Um, I think, but look, the reality is if they go down, then <laughs> half the players that they, they even have now or want to bring on board, are they really staying or coming? So I think it's all well and good saying you need to let him cook, but he's got to stay in the league in it. And that's when I think he have a platform to actually build a team that he wants. Yeah, facts. All right, man. Let's move over to the Saturday then and the lunchtime kickoff, which was the Derby de la, de la Manchester United v City. Uh, the game ended in a 2-1 dub after, you know, um, the, the, the away fixture for United. You guys got beat 6-3 in it. Um, Scoreline was a bit flattering in terms of like um, from a United's perspective because, you know, City played you off the park. But then now it was kind of different you know united came away with a win uh but where i want to actually start uh char is uh the equalizer bruno fernandez the rules are being changed over and over again i mean chat to me man for you was this a perfectly legal goal or did you get away with it hey man you got to charge them ones to the game but uh look I'll, i'll be honest with you and like um if 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 it went our way, well, if it didn't go our way and if it was against us, I would have been, you would have heard, still heard me talking about it in a chat on Twitter now. Like, <laughs> I would have been fuming, like, because, look, the reality is he did usher the ball. Um, if you actually look, I think the the two main things that, that you've got to take away from this is that um, Akanji, Akanji played offside. Um, so if he was sprinting back from the get-go, then he probably would have got there ahead of maybe Bruno. Mm-hmm. So that's the one point. Um, and the second point is actually when you look at where Edison's starting position was, he's directly looking at, because obviously at this point in time, he's probably not seen that it's, it's, they've played him offside. Mm-hmm. So he's directly looking at Rashford. And if you actually see the, the, the point of contact, he almost looks surprised that Bruno Fernandes is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I completely understand the frustration. Uh, but look, as I said, look, these are swings around about these things happen. I remember a couple of seasons ago during lockdown season, um, Manchester City versus Aston Villa. Um, I remember Bernardo Silva came back from an offside position. Um, I think Tyron Miggs headed the ball up and he came back onside 
took the ball and then basically put it to a corner and the goal stood. So, look, these things, for me, they, they come and they go. So, it just is what it is, man. For me, yeah, like, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm still 50-50 with it. One thing, I've, I've watched the goal again, yeah? The only thing I can agree with is that probably if Rashford wasn't there, then um, the goalkeeper would have got there because the goalkeeper wouldn't be uh, keeping his position, basically, anticipating Rashford's shot. That's my only thing. So if, if, if Rashford wasn't there, the goalkeeper would have probably interfered. But those defenders, people are telling me, Akanji this, what's his name, that. They wouldn't have gone nowhere near, bro. That pass was... That pass was sweet. <laughs> they wouldn't have gone nowhere near. Like, Strizzo, what, what, what are you telling me? Shalom. Like, what, what do you guys think? Bro. So you think... For me... No, go ahead, like, I completely agree with the Edison thing. Yeah, I agree with the Edison thing in terms of positioning would have been completely different. However, Akanji has stopped and played Rashford offside. So how you can tell me a defender wouldn't have made it? Like, the thing uh, is, the thing is, you say you say Akanji would have stopped. You say Akanji would have stopped here, yeah, but I feel like he, he completely misjudged the pass. He was too late. I don't think he stopped. I think that's it's because not that he, he stopped. Like, like he played he on, like, his body to play. Yeah, he, he like bent himself in it, as in like he. I think he saw that obviously the left back. Yeah, was he stopped himself was from yeah, moving. Yeah, but yeah, he wasn't. But if you actually look at the, the phase of play just before that. It's not like he was like sprinting galore. He was actually from like a kind of a, a semi-starting position. So I don't know. I don't know how quick Akanji is, but that would have been a very quick stop and start for him to actually get back and get to Bruno Fernandez at that point. Not to say he won't do it, but it, it's one that it's probably it's hard to say. And like, yeah. if, if, if you're going to sit there and say that he's 100, he 100 got there. But what I would say is that his decision making was. Yeah, nah, you man are right. You man, I'm watching it. I'm watching yeah. it again. He is stopping. To play the offside, yeah. you're He's right. Stopping. Yeah, but to play the offside. As well. Yeah, and as well, yeah, and as well. Even like play on from the offside opening. Yeah, you see how Rashford like charted is like almost shielding the ball at that point. Yeah, Akanji would have just got back and, and made a slide tackle, but he can't yeah. slide through Rashford because mm. do you know what I mean? But if Rashford, if Rashford is if Rashford isn't there, there's just grass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's, no, he's, I agree. It's I just agree. grass and the ball and Bruno, and he's taking the ball and the man and everything in that position. So, but, yeah, yeah. Look, the reality he's very is close the rules. Like, the I rules can't, but for it. me, it's a ludicrous decision. The rules say Thanks. that he was onside, to be honest. The rules say that he wasn't affecting play. So, bro, City have got to charge him, man, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, cry more, man. I don't when, you said the, when you said the rules say, you, you saying the ref judged that he wasn't affecting the, no, the, the, the play? No, the rules actually say are saying, that, like, go on. So I think the, it's about interpretation, isn't it? If you think he is affecting it, then it, it's, it's the, the goal should not stand. But most, but the ref thinks the route that he isn't. So it depends on what interpretation we're, yeah. we're, we're charging to. This. I think the inter- interpretation that was obviously has been made is that basically um, the ref basically assumed, well, so basically says that Rashford wasn't impacting another player. Does that make sense? Because I think mm. that's basically what yeah, the, yeah. I think the rules basically says that like that offside is basically if obviously standing in an offside position but also if like having a direct impact on the line of run or something along those lines. I think what they're saying is that Rashford, the, the, decision, well, the decision that was made on the day was that mm. Rashford wasn't. He and isn't. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's basically the issue. Which I think is bullshit, but okay. I, yeah. As I said, charge it, bro. Charge it. <laughs> 
And uh, Strizza, let me get back to you for this one because um, I think, but I'm not sure, United have currently the best record in the top six um, in terms of head-to-head. Um, or maybe similar to like Arsenal where they've only lost against one other opponent. Um, what have you make, make, make of, made of United this season and have they got an outside shot for the title? Um, obviously, they started a little bit slow, understandable. Um, new manager, new ideas, etc. But for me, I've been impressed with them. Like especially since the restart, I'm sure they they're unbeaten. Um, won every game. Look very very well tight at the back. I'd say not giving away loads of chances. Like even City, City didn't really create too many clear cut chances against them. Hmm. And they're playing with confidence, with freedom. Rashford's obviously back on form. Um, they look solid. From from defence to midfield to attack, they know their jobs, and I'm impressed with them, man. Obviously, in terms of winning the league, I think they're a bit short. I think in forward areas, I don't think Marshall's it. I don't know what to expect from Weghorst, um, <laughs> and at the minute, it's just kind of Rashford's keeping them keeping them together with his goals. But I think they're definitely going to be able to be in the top four for sure. But I think City and Arsenal will have a bit too much for them. But yeah, like I think. For what Ten Hag's done in the short space of time he's been there, he's beat Klopp, Conte, Guardiola, Arteta. Um, uh, he's done it. He's done his thing, man. And Hats off, really man. Yeah, if you you're can't complain fan right now. One point. Yeah, one uh, point of City. You can't complain. Come and see. You know what? You, go, you know go what? On, Shalom. I got something to say, man. The thing <laughs> is, I'm I'm yet to be convinced in regards to to what Ten Hag is doing. Because the pro- when I look at United, they are playing better in terms of their players are on form. But in, in terms of style of play, I'm I'm yet to be convinced. Really? So if you look at yeah, yeah, I think you're yeah because I think you guys not listen to listen to me. I think your players are stepping up and playing better. But in terms of style of football, I can't say yeah. This is. This is United. This is a good style of football compared to like Arsenal. You get what I mean? Oh, I that's so what I that's what I think. That's, that's, that's the yeah. BON though, isn't it? Yeah. The Tetter thing. No, 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 it's not. It's not. It's not. I'm just oh, yeah, basically, be- I'm not saying I, I I don't watch United football and think, yeah, that's the football I want to play. Oh, he been saying Tetter is the bar, man. He been saying that. No, no, right. no, no. Well, no. I I, that, I'm okay. just, te- but no slight, no slight United. I think. Say again, say again, Chris. Arsenal fans these days, they think Arsenal fans that, these like, days seem to think that there's only one way to play football and it's all terrible. Like there's no, of you course can't, not, man. Listen, City, Pep plays um, great City football. are the best team in the league. City are the best team in the league. Yeah. All right. Arsenal may have played the best football this season, but City are the best team in this league. You can't go gung ho with every team you play. Of course, you're going to be a little bit more restricted against City and play a bit more on the break. But in general, there's no right or wrong, wrong way to play football. Like, what is this whole notion that, oh, Arsenal, 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 like... And you also, man, the litmus test man is going to be... Than United? The, the litmus test you know is going to be when City and Arsenal play each other. And I want to see whose Facts. style of football overcomes each other. Because if City go and play their way, and I'm seeing exactly... Because the reality is, I guarantee, this is what I think is going to happen, is that Arsenal are going to actually set up and play very similar to how Man United played City in terms of like sitting the and playing on the counter simply because that's just the way you play against City. City are the best at possession football. But if you actually look at the way Man United are playing, and I'm going to say this to you now, um, Shalom, and maybe in the next couple yeah. of games when you watch United, you might notice it. But we, we have so many different 
patterns of play that we didn't have before. We definitely build at the mm. back. Our back four at the moment, we play man-to-man. So if you actually watch it very closely, our two centre-backs follow our strikers in... in like, Inver- inverted like, full-backs as well. Inverted yeah, like, inverted bro, how can you say yeah. that we... Like, if you actually look at the way we played like last season to now, man, it's chalk and cheese. You know what? I'll concede. I'll concede that maybe you're not that you are playing good football. But my point is that, for example, Rashford has been having the the, the form of his life. He's stepped up. Also, yeah, so you're sorry, seeing I Rashford to... doing. The... Good. I, I think what I think what Shalom I think what Shalom is saying that, um, which maybe I agree to him to a certain. Degree. I agree with him to a certain degree. Is United haven't been necessarily super convincing in terms of their. A certain their style of playing the matches, and it has it, play, it has yeah, been exactly. very much uh, a rash, a Rashford bailout. Yeah, six months. And if if someone told me in the six months our results would be what they are, and the way we're playing, and the thing is, you got to remember we've had one transfer window. Well, two now if you consider this one. But I've may not have made it very clear what we're going to do real business in the summer. Don't get me wrong. The big business I think we've done is Casemiro, and he's definitely changed everything in terms of the way we sure. play, the way we build For up. Sure. So, Hondo. But what I would say though is that like let us load, man. I think what there's what you're not seeing it in the whole like when you actually watch Arsenal games now and and City games and and to some extent even like some of the other teams, you see yeah. a pattern of football the whole game. Whereas now you see us playing moments, but like we're playing possession football in moments. We have our fullbacks coming inside in moments. But I do think a lot of bit a big part of that is is simply because he's still loading. Like he's still getting to grips with some of the players. We've had some injuries in certain positions, like Wambasaka's playing, so sometimes we can't play inverted. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy with what I see, man. I'm happy with what I see. No, no, I know. If you listen to what what I'm saying, basically, you're just answering the question Drew has posed. Basically, is United a type of um, favorite? And I'm saying no. Because at the moment, no, I don't think they play a yeah a good football, that great football to win the title. I'm not any slight got, at the got, way you guys are playing. Outside, we've got an outside chance. Simply does the does the does the does the best yeah. does the best football win the title? I think yeah, because it, it's, it's no. consistency. It's a marathon. It's a so, marathon, not a race. It's consistency. So that's the, what the, I'm the, saying. The, I'm, the, I'm asking you. Does the, the best football? Rewards, does United need to play the best football in the league to win the title? That's my question to you. I, I, I think the most consistent football that gets results is the best football, correct? Would we say that? Mm. I mean, it's, it, it's not... Playing. But but that's but that's not what you mean, though, because if you say the best football is the most consistent football, United have been as consistent yeah. as you guys. So then that defeats your point. But you're saying that you you think... There you, are the other clubs, the, the other clubs in front of United, they're playing better football. I'm saying so consistent. You said the most... Con- you said the most consistent football is the best football. That would win you the title. United has been as the leagues. Come on. Correct. You're correct. No, you're correct. They have been asked, but not as better as the two teams in front of them. Or even Newcastle. Mm-hmm. My point. Hey, Just quickly Look, I, on that. Like, Go on, Chris. My thing is, Tottenham, for me, played the best football in the league for a year, across a couple of seasons, but had nothing to show for it. So I don't always think that playing the best football wins you the league. I think you need to have that know-how. It doesn't, I think it doesn't at all. I it think doesn't. you need to have a bit of luck. That United will not have 13 prems. Like, it's like, not just, yeah, we wouldn't even have half of yeah, that. Yeah, it's not just the be all and end all. <laughs> and that's why we actually, remember the conversation we used to have about Sir Alex Ferguson and what style of football, what stylistically, what did he do? 
Bro, no one knows. No one can really define it, but that's yeah. the reason why he won so many. And when you actually look at that, like, don't get me wrong, Pep is probably the only person that you can say they play. Everyone knows exactly what City are about to do. But when you actually look at like their running sometimes, when they're winning 1 0, when they're winning like 2 1, bro, they weren't playing great football. They were just in moments. But they, they were, were consistent, bro, weren't they? That- but not necessarily with their performances and the way they were playing. Because it wasn't every day that, don't get me wrong, they, they're always going to keep possession. But like the fluidity and sometimes the attack wasn't always there. You can see it even now. But that's hard though, man. I don't think any team, like no impossible. team, it's impossible to do that. No team. And that's even... why you've got to find other ways to win. And that's why, to be fair, I've got, obviously I know we're going to touch on the Arsenal-Tottenham game. But that's why I think the second half for me was more impressive than the first half um, for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll touch on that. Yeah, one. we'll touch on Arsenal, man. Um, again, Char, um, obviously... The transfer rumours are, are hotting up for you guys. You made your signing, Wout Weghorst. Um, obviously, clearly a stopgap signing. Um, do you think this signing has been made with a, with like on purpose, with a look into the future in the summer, that you will get go for a permanent strike in a similar ilk? Let's say Strizzers, yeah. Harry Kane, Victor Osimhen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, for sure, I think... Um, the idea is that we're not going to get the player that we want at the moment because the reality is that the striker that we're probably going to go for is a, is probably the first choice striker at their club at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not going to get them out of the club. No team at the moment, especially with like the competitions and how quickly games are going to be playing, are going to let go of a striker that's going that that if United are going to be going for should be at a decent level. Um, if exactly we've been lift, linked with uh, Victor Oshin in um, Napoli and Harry Kane. Um, and yeah, them two players are on fire for their respective clubs. So um, yeah, I, I see the vision. Um, I think I've read some stats about um, Workhorse that he has like, completed the most presses um, in like the top five leagues um, in Europe. Um, so uh, he fits into the maybe the the ilk. Um, and when you look at um, the last season at Ajax, um, obviously where. Ten Hag signed uh, Sebastian Haller. Mm. He obviously can play with that type of person, type yeah. of player. I'm not expecting him to fire us to the league, um, but I do think he's definitely an option, not necessarily just going forward, um, but also we're quite a small team. Um, so defensively in, in big moments, I think it'll be important for him to be at the back in the, in the box during corners and set pieces. So I'm not mad at the, the signing whatsoever. Um, and <laughs> I think Ted Hag has shown with the signings he's done so far um, that he knows ball man and he knows the type of players that are going to fit into the system and what works and apparently from what I've been reading he's been scouting him for a long time even when he hasn't maybe sort of signed him necessarily um, so let's see man let's do you know do you know what's funny Char do you know what's funny because now you're able to give um, um, Eric Ten Hag the benefit of the doubt with this particular yeah. signing but if this signing was made in the summer what oh, would you have said <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny thing yeah. even I was actually looking at like, like having conversations with my friends even the sign of Casemiro mm. I was like here we go it's going to be another 30 million a 30, 30 plus player that will sign him yeah, yeah. give him like 300 bags yeah. he's going to get injured half the season mm. like, it's, it's, it's just going to be nonsense but and that was also that was also with the hindsight of obviously at that time Varane not necessarily you, uh, yeah, yeah. I get exactly that yeah, that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, man, look, I, he's obviously shown in the last window, um, he's gone for players. Look, all the, when you think about all the signings we've done, Anthony, um, Casemiro, well, Casemiro probably slightly less so, but Anthony, um, who else have we signed? We basically, um, 
Malasia, Tyrell Malasia, Martinez. These are all players that have played in the league that he's basically had to almost scout himself. Mm-hmm. So if he's basically said, look, Ben Horse is the player that I want for six months, then yeah. Man. But there's a common there's a common denominator with all these players, right? Like I said, Wout Vechos, yeah, like he's <laughs> everyone in Holland, yeah, he they just call him like a happy to be here merchant. Like what? no like not not necessarily whack, but like he's come from the 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 amateur leagues. He hasn't. He has, he's not from the Ajax academy. He's not from yeah. any academy. He's just made it out from the grind. And every little steps he's made in the Eredivisie, um, he's kind of improved. He went to Wolfsburg from AZ. He's improved Wolfsburg as well. Obviously, he came to Burnley. He only scored two goals. That was a bit of his, you know, his a, a poorer time for for him. Wout Vechos is by no stretch of the imagination like a, a, a poor player, especially in the way that you're going to use him. Probably not so much, um, probably as a plan B. He's a perfect, he's the perfect guy for that, to be honest. So I do understand, fully understand this stopgap. Um, it'll be interesting to see, though, because look, the reality is if he absolutely is like a shooter and like he almost can't be dropped. And to be honest, the way Marshall is moving at the moment... You can't actually rely on Marshall to play three to four second sectors. He can even start, yeah, man. You wouldn't be, I mean, that's a decision to make, isn't it? If he goes into a transfer window and someone realises that Harry Kane isn't coming again, uh, Victor is going to be like 100. Mad expensive, yeah. We haven't got... Bro, he might get another Connie, innit? So it's all down to him, really. Like, <laughs> let's see, man. Let's see. Mad. All right. Um, I just wanted to quickly touch, Shalom, on um, Manchester City before we move on. Um, what have you what have you made of them, especially in this game? Um, they're looking a bit inconsistent at the moment. Um, obviously they've done well to beat Chelsea back to back, but then, um, yeah, in the league, it's it's not going as swimmingly as they would like. Actually, if I'm a City fan, I would just write this season off because, as <laughs> you correctly said, as a, as a, like Pep said, we've won this, so it's not it's not an issue. That's unfair, I mean, man. When 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 Liverpool is not about, that's when they want to write the season off. But when I mean, we were I there, they were. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it, man. I get it. But so with, I, I think what's going on with City is there's some they're working on something, but it's not clicking yet. And if it clicks, then they will be scary. So I'm not sure what's going on. People are saying maybe it's the addition of having an actual proper number nine. But I think so, to be honest. So, but Aguero was there and he did well. So, what did Aguero do that the thing you know, is, Aguero isn't doing? Aguero was one of them. Aguero dropped deep. Agu- mm. Aguero linked it with the play. Haaland, Strizza, correct me if I'm wrong, but he does. I think even Darwin Nunez does more than Haaland in the, in the, in in the ninety mm. minutes. Haaland doesn't do much, and if you mark him out of the game, which I I I will say, Varane did really well eventually. You can even reference back to the Liverpool game where Gomez and Van Dijk. You know, when you when you handle Haaland properly, physical, you match him with speed, you track his movement. He's he's a non-factor. It's not, yeah, it's a non-factor. And you know what? Maybe City needs to they need Obviously. to um, take that into account. But yeah, go on, stress, stress for me. Yeah, like I understand Haaland's not scored for a couple of games. Been quiet from when he's been at City. His game hasn't been about touches. He's come out in interviews and said, I don't care if I touch the ball five times as long as I score five goals. Like, <laughs> he's, a, he's a goal scorer, simple as mm. that. Now, obviously, Pep has played with false nines or link players, Jesus, Aguero, players that don't mind getting involved 
in the build-up, but get in the box as well. Whereas Haaland doesn't really get involved in the play as much. There were countless times where he'd got on the ball a little bit, laid it off, spun in behind, and he wasn't found. And the mm, same yeah, thing that's happened earlier on the season in the Community Shield game against Liverpool, where he got he dropped in, got on it, popped it off, and spun in behind, and the pass wasn't just being played through to him. Now, I mm-hmm. thought City had found that. Yeah that out and worked it out how to how to find the best ways to play for him because he is different to the usual system I think a couple of bad performances or average performances a couple of bad results and people are forgetting that he scored 21 goals this season mm-hmm. Haaland doesn't make City a worse team he makes them a better team it's just about them being more clinical in the final third for me but is um, it not like the I same think, yeah you can say is it not like the same argument like what United had with Ronaldo last season where like obviously he's scoring the goals for them he's the one that's scoring the winners or the equaliser but I mean in in general terms they're still they're eight points behind um, um, Arsenal at the moment whereas whereas uh, this time last year they were 12 points ahead of second place which was Liverpool the thing is though the, the, the thing is without though, him like, when you actually look at Haaland, like it's not that he can't even do Villain Cup thing because he can. It's mm-hmm. not like he, he's, he's not he bad with his feet by any stretch of the imagination. Whereas if you looked at the Ronaldo saga, there was a point where basically we were fizzing the ball into Ronaldo and it was basically bouncing off him. like he, And he couldn't run onto the balls. Like, whereas when you actually look at Haaland, don't get me wrong, he's not intricate like the players behind him or around him like Kevin De Bruyne or whatever you But bro, he can like... He can do one like, and I look at look at Arsenal for example at the moment. Yeah, and Ketia, obviously don't get me wrong, different attributes than what Haaland has, but he's not the tidiest person in the world. Like in terms of, but at the moment Arsenal have Saka, Martinelli, and Odegaard who can play that final pass pass all two, all two in Ketia to basically set him up. Whereas at the moment, if you basically mark out Kevin De Bruyne for City, see. Mahrez is a cut-in-and-shoot merchant. Foden hasn't looked great since he's come back from the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the moment, I don't think it's necessarily how they're playing. I think their their best players... Are not playing well neither. At the moment, yeah, mm-hmm. they're not quite at it. Because when mm-hmm. they were playing well, bro, we weren't, we weren't talking about this. Like, it wasn't a thing. So I just think that at the moment, they're just... I mean, when you actually listen to Pep's 100%. interviews, um, he's... He's basically suggesting like I think after the Southampton game, he was basically like, "I knew this was going to happen. Like I knew we were going to lose because well, he not that he knew he was going to lose, but he knew that there was going to be potentially a bad result coming." Because I think he's starting to question like when you actually think about Cancelo's been benched for the last couple of weeks, played on the weekend but been benched. Uh, Bernardo Silva's basically been coming out and saying that he doesn't. I think there's not there's not that much like is yeah harmony in their squad at the moment, and I think. Mm. That plus the fact that Arsenal are, are basically kind of running away with it at the moment, yeah, yeah, man. I think there's a bit of animosity in the in the in the camp at the moment. That's that's just the way I look at it, anyway. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Make a good point. All right. Cool. Let's move. I agree, and I think Pep's yeah, to blame for that completely. Ooh, with the tinkering. I just think Pep's to blame for it because I think the chopping and changing. Yeah, mm-hmm. just chopping and changing his team. Um, like comment the things he's saying in the press as well. I like to see yeah. players that look like they're ready to in training to play and things like that. Like I, what you said about I understand Calvin thing. the most out of your players and to motivate Calvin Phillips. Yeah, yeah Calvin Phillips is overweight. <laughs> and then and he, even at the weekend coming out and saying I don't care about the Premier League and I don't care about the Carabao Cup. Like I understand some of it's tongue in cheek, probably in regards to the Bruno decision, but just he's moving a little bit mad 
in the media, like it's almost like he's lost his head. His head's gone, mm. and all that's doing is just passing the initiative over to Arsenal. So mm-hmm. he needs to just pattern up, fix up. At the end of the day, like there's still half a season left, and City will click again. It's just about them getting out of this little rut they're in. Yeah, another manager whose head is completely in the sky is that of his um his nemesis Jurgen Klopp. Um, <laughs> Brighton, Liverpool, um, three 0 to Brighton. Uh, Char, let me go to you again, man, because I know you was um, what you you watched the game as well alongside alongside myself. <laughs> for me, like for me personally, yeah, Char, like I mean, <laughs> Shalom. Th- let me go to Shalom actually, because you've you've know, out of everyone here, you've known me, you've seen me in the worst times of Liverpool. <laughs> Have you ever seen a Liverpool... I don't know if you've seen the game, but have you ever seen a Liverpool yeah. team play this whack? Even in our worst... T- like, I've never I've never seen it. I've never seen this. And this is probably... Well, you get... Getting uh, whacked from minute one to minute 90 and you st- you stand no chance against... Obviously, Brighton. Brighton is Brighton, isn't it? But regardless, man, yeah. we shouldn't be losing in that manner. Yeah, you guys got spanked. Yeah, you, yeah. Poor, poor, poor performance. Uh, Ciao, man. Take it away, bro. Bro? <laughs> it was... People can't even corn. People can't even say anything. Bro, they are I just like... I can't say anything. It's just like, <laughs> what? where do I start? <laughs> like, where bro. do I start? Um, um, it was like... Drew, like the listeners are, might think that Drew is being dramatic, but I'm saying to you, lot for free. From minute one, it was a pamming in 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 the Brighton town, bro. Like mm. it was <laughs> relentless. Like I, I'm talking like from all angles, different ways of like Brighton basically. And I feel like that probably wasn't even Brighton's best performance of the season. That's what, bro. I they were in gear gear zero, like neutral. Like, brother. When they wanted to, they they picked things up in it. Yeah, more time than not, it was just like passive play. Like you know how they they're very intricate with their play, like making angles and so on. Um, you know my thoughts on Trent as a defender. I can always give him that. Like the reality is, he's revolutionised the right back and how we see it in terms of his assist and what have you. So I always give him the plaudits. However, something's got to be really be said in terms of like how Liverpool go forward in the future. And especially now, there's been a dynamic of changes. The players are changing. There's, the old guard are, are starting to come to the end of their, in terms of Fabinho, Henderson, and so on. A lot of the time, it was always Henderson, basically, or one of them, who was definitely helping Trent to cover mm. that left channel. But now they haven't got the legs. And Trent, like, I think I watched a clip this this morning um, of uh, the player, the Brighton winger, I forgot his name. Mitoma. Um, Mitoma. Mitoma. Yeah, he, Bruv, it was actually like I actually felt sorry for Trent because at one point he good, actually it was a it was a baptism, brother. A he baptism. Threw his hands up. Good, he, I remember there was one point where he went past him and he turned around and just looked at people and was just like, "Bro, like, like what do you guys even want me to do here?" Like, but the thing is, was, the the thing is with Trent that that really and this is why I can't like you know me I I'm a Trent defender in it, but I've never been under Trent is generational and the reason for that is is obviously his defensive acumen. It's not there yet to be called. Generational yeah, to be to be called generational, and 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 the thing is for me yeah with Trent like sometimes some seasons like last season for example you see it feels like he's turned the corner, but then if you remember the 2021 season he was equally as poor defensively, like it's like 
does this Donny not do his homework? Like this season, yeah, it's 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 he's been panned by literally every single wing he's faced. Number seventy-seven yeah, from Napoli, Mutoma, Rashford, like I, name I, it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't Martinelli. I think he sounds like he's the type of person that does like his due diligence and, and like he's he's a he's a student in the game. The way he plays, you can just tell him that he's he's got that IQ level. However, I just don't think he's got the right attributes or the right know-how. So mm. like his, his, a lot of his actually problem is his body positioning. If you actually deep it, it's yeah. like he, he's always flat footed when someone's like about to like make the first move in it. Like he's always like just like they not even that they leave him like for dead, but like they always just about get and I think that's just you can't. I don't think you can teach that. And I think look, he's look, he he's a player he is at the moment. And I can't see that getting any better, especially the way Liverpool play, where you play such a high line, and like it's all about pressing it and proactive football. I just can't see how he changes. Like he changes the way he plays. I just think you guys had to find a centre mid who's going to do the exact same role um, that Hendo and Wijnaldum have been doing for years and can support him a lot more. And I think that's the only way. His his attributes aren't going to be like heightened that much in it, basically. But for now, bro, it's tight. Shalom, let me ask. Shalom, let me ask you a question. Yeah, do you think for Liverpool to move forward, because you always have these interesting views, we should find a better right back who's better defensively? Yeah, yeah. And um, I was going to add to wow. what um, Charles was saying. I think. Trent has always given me like a really good CM playing centre midfielder playing as a, as a right back. He shouldn't be in the right back position because he doesn't understand how to defend. And as Charles said, the, his body his body type when he's being like when he's on the one on one, he doesn't know how. He just doesn't have that things that you expect from a seven year old to to <laughs> to perform the thing is, in, you know, on the Sunday league. Like he doesn't do that. So you think, okay, why is he playing? Why are you there? So one thing Trent is very good at is the passing. Like he's got like midfield attributes and you think, okay, you have that, but not the, you don't have the, the little tenants of defending. So you shouldn't be a right back. And I think, I, mean, I think though, Liverpool should, go ahead. I, I, I agree with you to some extent, but I actually think if Trent went center mid, it, you might as well call, call, call dibs on his career. I honestly, because I don't think yeah. I don't think he's athletic enough to play in 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 today's football. I don't Especially think, not in Klopp's midfield. He I, wouldn't, bro. I think bro he's not. He's he not. Goes, he's not lasting a right back. Then I'm. No, I'm I sorry. Think, he's not. Because uh, the, the reason why Trent has been revolutional and he's been so like so consistent with the level of numbers he's putting up assist wise is because as a right back, reality is most pressing centre mids don't want to go out there to actually get get, get near him, and that's why he's had so much joy in space in centre mid. Yeah. There's no way he's going to have that much time in, in, to get out his head up and whip those balls that he's been doing for so long. And I don't think, I don't think it will, I think people will find ways to this, just to mark him out of the game. I think he's just got to find another centre mid who can basically do the, the dirty work that Hendo and Wijnaldum have been doing for years. And, and yeah, get, because Trent is not going to get dropped. He's not going to get sold. But I think you just got to buy someone else who can, who can basically support him. And that's, I think that's best. I think he can, he can get it. dropped. I think he can he, think? he can definitely get dropped. If if Liverpool find a, a right back that can defend, yeah, facts. The, what yeah. the the attributes the passing he he gives can be replaced easily in the midfield. So nah. yeah, he can definitely get dropped. <laughs> nah. Yeah, he can, man. Yeah, nah. 
Because no, 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 no. Let me let me tell you something. You, you need your first and foremost. You need your right back to defend. Yes, whatever he brings is amazing, and that's why you said he's revo- revolutionized that particular um, position. But you need your right back to defend, and if you can't defend, then what good are you? Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm not here to um, downplay that, to be honest, because as you know, my thoughts on Trent as defender for years now. But I I just think to to think that Trent, who's been called rev- basically like the next best thing since sliced bread. To be dropped or sold as a Liverpool like man through and through, I just can't see it happening, especially under Klopp. Maybe as a new manager comes in, um, it might be a case that he can just start. Start. I still, I still don't, I still don't think he will be dropped, man. Unless we actually buy like the next best thing right back, then right yeah, back, yeah, that's yeah. Right. No one's yeah. too special to touch bench, man. Uh, that, but, <laughs> no, but that's why I said unless we get, unless we, unless we get the next best thing right back. Then yeah, he yeah. can get dropped. But if that's not happening, I don't see him getting dropped for like Calvin Ramsey. Work, we have to, yeah. No, 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 basically, no, not for Calvin. No, no, no. If he gets someone who can defend properly, then exactly. Yeah. Then yeah, maybe. But yeah. yeah, on the club, I don't see it. Um, let, let's move over to Liverpool's um, neighbours then. Um, Everton um got beat at home v Southampton two one. Um, James Ward Prowse. Um, I've been watching that game like extended highlights as well and. I've identified James Ward Prowse as the Henderson successor, man. I'm, I'm, yeah, man. I'm, I'm down for that because I didn't know. I knew James Ward Prowse, but I didn't peep his game like that. I just thought he was like a set piece merchant. But the Donny can actually, you get me? He can ball. He can. He does the box to box thing. Like he, he, even when you put him as an advanced midfielder, he does the thing there as well. He took his goals well, free kick, and you know his first goal for against Everton. I mean. I think he can be the successor, man. So bad. You're, you're looking for nah. Come on, man. Nah, come on. Liverpool. I see Liverpool the vision. Can the get vision. someone better, man. The I see is, the vision, but come on, man. The come thing on. Is, you you down that in, bad? In, 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 in Klopp's system, like it's all well and good saying you exactly. want a, a, a player that like a Bell, like a Bell, Obviously, Bellingham would be the ideal, obviously. But like, if you want like a very even Ruben player. Neves, well, I'll take him over James Ward-Prowse and that. Nah, but he plays a different position. Ruben Neves, I would have as a Fabinho, Fabinho replacement, yeah. not, not Hendo. I, bro, I, I've always I'll take, him. I'll take JWP, man. Not gonna lie, I think he does the basic, he does the basics well. He does things like very, and I think especially in the Klopp, you gotta understand a Klopp system. Like, exactly. There's not many players out there who can play in that system and do it effectively. But I think that his attributes, James Ward-Prowse, he could do that quite well, and I think he could. He yeah, he's very much like when I when I think back to when he first burst onto the scene, um, when I think they had that grass of uh, Pele um striker play in and he was like yeah. picking up the second balls and what have you. When you think of like Nunes and what have what Liverpool was making making up at the moment. I, I, I see I see Drew, don't think I don't think he's the next best that shouldn't be your priority signing. No, I think there's better. No, no, definitely not, but I'm happy. I'm... I wouldn't be like, oh yeah. I'm having him, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I wonder what Kenneth thinks, but I'm definitely having him. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, Nottingham Forest v Leicester. Um, Brendan Rodgers, surely it's time to go. Brendan Johnson with a double. Um, yeah, Leicester, not more has to be said about that. West Ham, David Moyes. Moise. Um, funny enough, I just watched Moise. He was on like um, the, the, the Diary of a CEO podcast today. I, I just watched it this evening. Um, interesting guy, man. That was good. It was good, man. I I definitely recommend people watching it. Um, obviously, his name is David Bartlett, right? David is it David Bartlett? Stephen Bartlett. Stephen Bartlett sorry, yeah. yeah I like 
I like his thing, man. He's doing his thing, man. Yeah, and um, good. yeah, David Moyes, man, a gentleman, man. I thought he was gonna let it rip on United in his time there, but uh, yeah, don't expect that. But it was a very good interview. But yeah, they lost um, against Wolves. Wolves are climbing up the ranks as well themselves. Brentford. Um, Ivan Tony, another man I think United should be looking at to lead their lines, barring he's not going to um, be locked up. Um, beat Bournemouth. Um, they're climbing up firmly mid-table as well, looking at that top four um, with a side-eye. And then um, let's move on to the Sunday games then. Chelsea v Crystal Palace. Chelsea back winning ways. Jay Mays, I'm going to come to you. Because obviously, three losses on the bounce, Chelsea win again. But that wasn't the biggest news. That, that wasn't the biggest news at all. <laughs> the big news was obviously Chelsea hijacked the Modric deal and signed him on a seven-and-a-half-year contract after Arsenal. You know what I mean? Arsenal were buying Modric the drinks, you know, bringing, bringing Modric to VIP, giving her the Ciroc, the shots, the tequila rosé. But then Chelsea pulled up in the beamer after the after the night out and you know scooped scooped them scooped them for you. I mean, chat to me, man. Like, how do you, how how do you see it? Uh, basically, this is what this is what happened. Modric is that girl, and that is just dancing, trying to eye you up in VIP, right? And you're like, nah, I cannot go stand it. And Arsenal bought the drinks. And Arsenal bought the drinks. And Arsenal bought the drinks. Ah, come on, man. All right, lads, did Arsenal buy the drinks or not? Arsenal caught the drinks. The bottles, the shots. You even bought drinks for the friends. You even bought drinks for the friends. She went for the highest bidder, boy. She went for the highest bidder, so it is. Chelsea, she went for the highest bidder, so it is what it is. Hotel was booked. I lie. Hotel was booked. Yeah, drink for the hotel was booked. Yeah, rose petals on the bed, and, and man was just waiting in there, and he didn't turn up. Man. He didn't turn up. Man. That's what happened, man. Now, nah, man, if I was, I was, I was pissed. I can't lie. Um, <laughs> I, I was pissed, but it's it's. What was you? What was you pissed about? Exactly. I mean, like if Chelsea are offering offering an extra five million, mm-hmm. then make that, then meet that. It's match that, yeah. Five million, mm. match that. Like, why are we having this conversation for? That was my, <laughs> or that was my, uh, my core and like uh, annoying thing. The, what the, the thing that annoyed me the most. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to think about it and look at it this way, man. This kid earned what, like two k, whatever he earned at Shaka, for, for and ten k. He was on ten k, yeah, something yeah. like that. He, yeah, he's been offering like ten times, his, like you know, a hundred k his yeah. salary. But this is the thing, though. 150 is mad. This is the thing, though. He's going to be on enormous pressure. So he's taking that risk to go to play for Chelsea, and he's what he's played. He scored how many goals in, in the Ukrainian league? Like, Think look like, at the, um, the step six up. goals, seven so, assists, something like that. This is yeah. It, it it either works really well, and Chelsea got like this next gem, or it doesn't. So it's a massive risk from both sides. And I think Arsenal is the, is the was the smarter move. Go to a place when they are young players. You can learn, and the, the team are on the up. That's but the he thing. Wanted to, you know. I yeah, think he, that last point. I think that last decision. point. Yeah, I think that last point which you made would have been so key for a player like Mudrik. Like Arsenal would have been the Mudrick, perfect. Yeah. yeah, would have been perfect for him because this is a team on the up with a young manager, young team, a team where like uh, obviously you got Martinelli ahead of you, but. 
you can't with chess say Martinelli is better than you. So it's them ones where you feel like, okay, I can even get into a team that's flying and that's full of confidence. You're now going into a team that's at 10th place, that's not really know where they're going. Potter is not really sure what's going in. I don't know, man. And you expect it. You expect it to take them out of the gutter. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think it's a straight but I think he's a joke, man. Honestly, like, <laughs> I, I, bro, I, I cannot, like, honestly, maybe I'm too old-fashioned in that sense, isn't it? But the twerking man was doing just to sign bro. for their, like, their neighbours, it's, bro, it's embarrassing. The rivals. Like, you could, like, it, it, probably, it's, and I don't care, cool, I understand it's the, it's the bread and whatever you, and, yeah, Arsenal said they didn't want to sign, they did, basically, I think he was told that Arsenal weren't going to pay the money that um, Shakhtar were going to, but, bro, like, if you have any, like, like, if you have any, like, but what do you expect him to do though in that situation? Because he wants to clearly leave. But also, just, I'm, I'm really thinking, want guys, Arsenal, you wait for your move, innit? No, mm. don't go to the next. Like, but let, let me posit this the... though. Mm. Chat, on, let me posit this. Do you think Shakhtar was like, yo, this is the best deal we can get, your best move? I think so, I man. Think partly, yeah, and I think I've read somewhere that Shakhtar giving like twenty m's to um, the families of uh, the, the fallen like, soldiers, yeah, in Ukraine. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was something that's probably coming to the conversation too. So I do understand why it's happened, but bro, for, for me personally, for him, like, oh, uh, bro, like, I don't know how. Fam, that that Shakhtar Donetsk, the, the the CEO of that club, was in the stadium, bro. Like, have you ever seen that? Like, imagine, like, John W. Henry going to the Dortmund Stadium to celebrate something. That's funny, man. <laughs> and even, like, even before the signing was official, like, Chelsea were basically announced they had put his holder, his his his, his name into their bio. And, bro, it was just bare weird, man. It was bare weird. It was bare weird, man. Yeah, I think I don't, I don't see this as an L for um, Arsenal, to be honest. I, I read rumours that Arsenal, you know, they offered like 40k in wages, which is perfectly normal from a 10k. That, that, that's that's pretty much standard, to be honest, unless you're like super, super wavy, proven wavy, World Cup winning wavy, Mbappe type of things. But other than that, man, you know, I don't think Arsenal um, uh, should be that disappointed. But I do think that Arsenal should have had a plan B there because it might be tight in terms of like... Um, you know, squat depth. But we'll we'll get on to Arsenal later on. Um, Strizza, let me go to you because obviously the Bowley regime is loud and clear at the moment in terms of what they want to do and what, and, and what kind of bread they're spending. But besides the manner that they go about it, do you see the vision in terms of the players that they're purchasing and the players that they're linked with? Like, do you actually see, like, what they're trying to do over there at Stamford Bridge? Yeah, man, I see the vision. I know a lot is being said about the tactics and personal rivals' targets isn't the way I do things. However, the the profile of player, uh, youngsters, arguably spending a lot of money um, on these players. But moving forward, I think Chelsea will be a force to be reckoned with. It's clear they need to get rid of a, a lot of dead wood in the squad currently. And I think that's what they'll have to do in the summer and moving forward. But in terms of the players he's brought in, Chelsea could be strong for the next, you know, four, five, six seasons and beyond. They've got a very uh, young quarterback that they brought in. And um, yeah, man, I kind of I kind of like what they do. I don't like it, like from obviously from a Tottenham fan point of view, but in terms of like from a neutral point of view, I like yeah. what they're doing in terms of the youth. And um, yeah, I think moving forward, they'll be positive and strong. I agree. I totally agree, man. But I know some, some don't agree with it, but... I totally echo um, Strizza's statements, man. Even like players like Madueke that they're linked with, 
um, Badias, I can't, I can't even pronounce his name, but the centre back that played, um, he's very young. Um, you know, and I think from what I read, um, the reason why they because a lot of people are talking about financial fair play and how they manage to spend so much, but I think it's because of the level of contracts they're giving these players. They can they can spread it out, isn't it? The payments, yeah. Yeah, that's what I've, that's what I've read anyway. So, yeah, man, I, I see the vision. Um, I think the only way I see the vision is if they get rid of like Ziek, Pulisic, um, mm. probably to some extent. Maybe which will, which will happen? Yeah, which will happen? Maybe yeah. not have it actually, but yeah. But the thing is, they've just signed Sterling. I don't know where he fits into all of this because I'm sure that it's just a um, Madrid guy plays off the left. Um, but he's he's going to be the OG man. Yeah, who who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> man? But yeah, whatever. I hope Chelsea stay in the mud like they are now. Um, uh, yeah, I have no sympathy. For Talking about the mud, don't you think they're just chucking mud to see what sticks with their? The way that's the feeling I get from it all that's but obviously people are saying there's a strategy yeah, behind same. it which obviously by definition is by young players but like uh, yeah the thing is they just they just they're just trying to get all the elite youngsters in before everyone else are and they're doing the most for it that's what they're doing and Cuckoo, and Cuckoo is coming in the summer as well <laughs> They're just yeah, they're just taking the strategy they they employed as their in their youth team and it and yeah. and the senior team because back in the days they but took you know all crazy. You they're doing the same. Is like, that basically go ahead? Everyone has this strategy to some extent. Like people want, like most top players to clubs want to sign young players that who are going to be there for five to ten years. That's it's not like they're doing anything new, but mm. they're just like stockpiling on it in it. So it'll be interesting to that and just make. Uh, I think I've read in a few comments com- comments from like Potter when the sign his signing has just happened at uh, Midrich and. Bro, you can tell he's so far away from like the decision making. He's actually kind of sad. Yeah, and, like, he doesn't. Basically, just yeah, he has no. He it's basically like we're gonna give you all these pawns. You make them work, and if you don't make them work, we'll find someone else that will. Um, <laughs> You're gone. So, yeah. But at the same time, at the same time as well, I don't know if you guys remember when Bowley was having this talk and he was talking about his plans for Chelsea. Like he's looking to they they they're looking to get more satellite clubs in it, like similar to like what they have with Fites. Vitesse Arnhem, yeah. where they can ditch yeah. those players. So I think, like, and not like loan loan them out, but like actually let those teams sign them, and when they're ready, they come back to Chelsea. So I think that will be the ultimate goal. So let's sign all these elite youngsters. Half of them will go to the satellite club, and then the other half will, yeah, will do the most. But as long as the others can't get their hands on it, so I mean, I'm not mad personally. I'm not mad at it. Um. Arsenal's other um, title challenges, so to speak. Or like, let, let's say they don't want to hear the title challenge thing, so let's say they're top four challenges. Newcastle um, beat Fulham 1-0. Um, Alexander Isak came back from injury to score the winner. Um, who watched that game? Char, I think you did. I watched the game. Um, it was a close affair. Um, uh, <laughs> Mitrovic missed a pen um, by double-kicking it, basically. Very unlucky. Going back to obviously his former club, he wanted to, he probably wanted to do his thing, but yeah, left with an egg on his face. Um, and yeah, in the end, my last minute um, goal from their record signing, um, he's been on the periphery for a little while. To be fair, um, I think he's just come back from injury. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, um, they You we keep expecting Newcastle to fall off, but the reality is they're in. They're not in the FA Cup. They're they're in the Carabao, which is just the same final and final to play if they get there. They're not in Europe. There's no yeah, reason man. why they can't keep this going. Yeah, um, man. So, bro, it's, 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 I think I think they'll be in top four, man. 
they'll be definitely if they in top get four. Champions League football, it's very tight for the for the for the Premier League, in it because. But to be honest, obviously a lot of it depends on financial fair play and what have you. But mm. yeah, man, a lot of players, that, like, especially the just the pool of players that maybe Liverpool, United, to potentially Tamex and Arsenal. If obviously if Arsenal win the league, is a different conversation. But the lot of players, the pool of players that are these players that we our clubs will be looking at. There's no reason why you wouldn't go Newcastle, to be honest. Um, given yeah. what you probably could be making in terms of like bonus payments and what have you, so. Yeah, man, it's looking a bit tight for the rest of the league. If 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 the, if yeah, if if they get Champions League, it's tight. It's tight. All right, let's finish this off then with like the last game of the weekend. Champions election, man. Champions election. Soon to be. Hey, last time they were champions, I was still in primary school things. Last time they were champions. Hey, what? I mean, Beyonce just left the Destiny's Child, man. Uh, Jay-Z left Rockefeller Records. College dropout dropped. Oh, my days. Hey, Arsenal, every blessed day, Arsenal are getting closer and closer. Eight points clear now. Nine of Newcastle and um, United. I mean, Shalom, you can say top four looks a formality at this stage. With 20 games to go, 60 points to play for. Um, I don't want to call you title challenges, but do, can you agree that is this your? Is this Arsenal's biggest chance to win the league since you know, you know, oh seven, oh eight, or oh eight, or nine? Is this the? Is this your biggest chance? Yeah. Um, after Christmas, I mean, before Christmas, I thought if we're still top after Christmas, then we have no other options than to win the league or to challenge for the league. And I mean, and I maintain that particular position. Yeah, this is our best chance, and we should. We should do it. Um, obviously, we have City behind us, but I've seen my team being ten points ahead and lose a league. So it's <laughs> both, William both Gallas, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> both outcomes that I, I, I can see happen. So hence why I am basically just yeah. That's my that's my position. We we should win and we should challenge, but you never know what could happen. And and yeah, it, it can happen. I've seen it happen. See it happen. Char, man, is it fair to say that ODG, man, is the current player of the season? And, I mean, how impressed have you been with him this season? I mean, I mean, I remember when he scored that second goal, man, I was... It was a beautiful goal, but I was just sunk to the floor, like, oh, my days. They actually they actually got one. It actually clicked. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's literally my thought process. When he put that goal bottom bins, I was like, they've actually got one. <laughs> they've actually got one there like I remember when they first signed him I think he was in and out of the team and it's so, like people they signed him initially on loan mm-hmm. um, and he was he, he showed moments but everyone thought he was probably a bit too lightweight um, yeah. and then, again you've got to give Pulitz to Arteta man I think the season coming or the last season he, obviously after the whole jacket incident and people not really sure where the direction of the captaincy <laughs> he gave him the armband yeah facts I was shocked about that. I remember. Questioning, I was like, "What?" Like, mm. and then when you actually deep it, um, he's actually the captain of Norway too, um, mm-hmm. and he's obviously when you actually I, I I watch him quite closely in it when when Arsenal are playing, and he's always the one that's talking. He's him and Jacka are always the one. Like even when like the ball might be at the, the keeper's feet of the opposition, he'll be the person that's like telling Saka where to be, telling Mart- uh, Martinelli where to be. You always see it like without a doubt. Like he's always the one that's waving his hands and getting picked. And like I think that's somewhere that's probably pressing. something that you probably yeah pressing. Like he's always the person that's like really initiating that. 
And yeah, man, I can't say, look, I think everyone knows in terms of his technical attributes, he's clear of a lot of plays in that position. I, I sometimes wish that we had someone of that ilk as our number 10 and, and not Bruno Fernandes, who loves to just just absolutely <laughs> force everything. Um, Night and yeah, day, brother. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a different it's a different when you have that player. That's I think he's the, 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 my biggest compliment to him is when the the time he's cold, like he's cold with it. Like he can just mm-hmm. play that ball. He can take that extra touch. He can like dance around you. He can he can he can shoot. I, didn't even I remember. Like I I remember months ago when I was comparing him to KDB. You you guys were looking at me like, mm, but. As the season has gone on, he's becoming that type of player, and I've he's clocked got, this since then. Man. Yeah, the thing is, I think not to say that he can do more of it. Like, look, KDB's career and the way he is, he's he's one of the Premier League greats. But mm-hmm. Odegaard probably is in terms of like intricate te- technically, he's probably better in terms of like tight spaces. When you think about KDB, the first mm. thing you think about is in that channel, cross like and cross it. He's going to get fired. And inshallah, so yeah, he can do more. Mm. But when you think of Odegaard, there's not one thing that you can say that's his his USP or like the thing that like he does regard like he does a lot of things really well, and that's what's mm. kind of scary mm. in the rest of the league, to be honest. Yeah. Nah, facts, 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 facts. Um, hey. Strizza, wake up, Shalom, you as well. Let's let's talk about the game, man. From both sides, sides of the coin. Strizza, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. Strizza, I'm gonna let you go first, so that you don't have to, you know, hear the gloating and that. But yeah, how how big is the gap between Arsenal and Spurs at the moment? Because last season they came to your place, you guys beat them. That that, that meant that you know you guys got the final um, Champions League spot, and then six, seven, eight months later, Wagwan. <laughs> um, well, if we're going to talk numbers, the gap is, what, 14 points currently, I believe. Um, <laughs> might be 13, not sure. But so, yeah, they're, they're miles ahead. They're challenging for the league title, whether some fans want to admit it or not. Like, shout out Shalom for, for admitting it. But um, I think the gap is bigger than just what's on the pitch. I think it's off the pitch as well. I think it's um, from the boardroom to the manager, to the ethos, to the mentality, um, to the players on the pitch. I mean, firstly, let's talk about the board. I mean, obviously, there's unrest. Joe Lewis wants to sell. Levy, the, the fans want him out. Uh, Enoch, the fans want out. Conte, will he sign? Will he not sign? Is he going to be there past the end of the season? No one really knows at the moment. Looks like he's not going to be there. He's saying he's not being backed. Um, why would you back a manager that's not willing to, to sign? Is he not willing to sign because he's not being backed? All these questions are up in the open. Then you've got Harry Kane coming towards the last 18 months of his contract. The players on the pitch aren't performing. We, us, ourselves in Arsenal, are the gap between our, ourselves is huge. And it's like, it's not just about the, the, the game. Deep, deeper than football, yeah. That they're willing to bid 95 million, yeah, 95 million euros for one of the best young talents. And we are not willing to, uh, to pay 40 million release clause for Pedro Porro in a position that we need at right wing back and a player that Conte wants. So for me, it's like, cool. If you don't want to be a big club or you don't want to show a bit of ambition, then you can't even be be involved in conversations with Arsenal, Man City, Chelsea, United. And 
and even Liverpool to a certain extent because even you guys got Gakpo, Chelsea have made signings, Arsenal are linked with players. It's just a joke and I don't blame Conte. I don't blame Conte at all. Um, I think the players need to take, take a long, hard look at themselves. But ultimately, no one can tell me that Deserby at Brighton, Silver at Fulham, Eddie Howe at Newcastle have got better players than what Spurs have got. Yet look mm. at how they're performing. It's not mm. good enough. And um, yeah, so that's it really. I think the gap is bigger than bigger than the game on Sunday. It's, it's, it's bigger than just football. But at the same time, like Conte and the board and everyone have just got to take a look at themselves, man. You, uh, quick, you think you've regressed? Sorry to cut you, Drew. Drew do you might think you've regressed under Conte or progressed? Hundred oh, percent. Well, I, it's a tough one. I think we progressed because we got ourselves into the top four, and I think he worked miracles last season. He came in in what November, got us in the top four, like made a few signings in January, but ultimately that was Jose's squad and Nuno's squad before him, and obviously a few players from Pochettino as well. But to get us fourth last season was fantastic but we haven't pitched on this season yeah we're fifth in the league we're f- five points off the top four so you can argue we're in and amongst it but at the same time the football can dire um, we've not played well all season I could probably count on one hand the amount of good performances that we've actually produced in the league that also is the Champions League as well we got through by the skin of our, our teeth in, in the last game we massively battered off and we got through somehow we got knocked out of the Carabao Cup by Nottingham Forest and the FA Cup's only really just started and we scraped past Portsmouth. So I wouldn't say we've like we've we've kicked on, but I don't I just think Tottenham are just stale. We're just the same. We're just we don't we don't really push on. We never no no excitement. Win. Every season it's like there's a little bit of hope. No excitement. Do you know what? Tell a lie, there was excitement at the beginning of the season. There was excitement, but but I think you know what it is? It's just blind hope, blind faith. And I'm starting to think, you know what, yeah. This whole thing needs to just be stripped from top to bottom. Start again. Have a couple of stuff for him. Because also proving that, that couple of years, getting a manager in that's got moves and got a way of playing and identity and a style of play. And eventually things may come good. But this whole old school way of like bringing in a manager who's won things in the past and trying to win things straight away, it just it doesn't, it doesn't work. And yeah, man, I just think Spurs are just Spurs, isn't it? Like, gee, literally, Spursy. That is literally Spurs. Spurs. <laughs> All right. Well, there we have it then. From the horse's mouth. Jay Mace, man. Um, the celebratant. Even if that's a word. That's not even a word, but we move. Um, chat to me, man. How did you experience the game? Bro, I'm just wiping that, like, downy, that losery spirit off me because that was, <laughs> that was, that was just a... Uh, that made me... That made me that made me sad, and I don't want to be sad. Anyways, I, I digress. Um, <laughs> geez, um, you know, you know, when I watch football, right, Drew, you see me watching football. I'm very kind of stoic. I don't give it away. Rarity tear. I'm not sure how you watch football, how you shout or um, strays watch f- football. But I'm guessing some of you are shouty. Um, I'm not sure. Do do you guys do you guys have a style of watching football? If is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm actually quiet. Yeah, are I'm you shouty or are you quiet? Yeah. Nah, I'm like in the corner. Yeah. I don't like really being around people that much. I kind of just like watch, especially not watching United. I don't like watching United with people. Yeah. Nowadays, isn't it? Like, yeah, especially nowadays. Okay. Before, I'd just be, I wouldn't even be watching the game. I'd just be guessing everyone. But yeah, now so. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm more stoic and very anxious. But I, I just, after after the game was done, I looked back and thought, why, why was I anxious? I should have been watching that game with a glass of wine in my hand. 
Oh my God, <laughs> were we good? Were we good? And the first half was just a total dominance. Com- compare that to last season or last last yeah last season when we played away to Tottenham and they just they just like they just put pressure on us and we cracked. But my God, were we good? And it none no other player I guess exemplified that like that majesticness. And this is a player you haven't we haven't mentioned yet, Dan Zin- Zinchenko. That first half. Oh my God, was he? Yeah, it was the good. way he the way he di- dictated the play, the way he passed it, the way he he slowed it down just to give the his attacker a full sense of security, and then bang, left foot, right foot to, to his player. He was just taking the piss. He was just taking the piss. He was winning headers. Zinchenko is like five foot what winning headers. It was great. It was it was a it was a good showing of football and I don't know this is the thing yeah, I know I hate it here man th- but let him land this is the thing that like like no, let, no, me no, land, no, let me land let me land like uh, yeah. okay yeah go ahead go ahead sorry I don't I don't want to cut you off just really quickly really quickly yeah and obviously bro like I want to give you a moment like I'm, you know what I've got a man on the pod yeah you have always said the right things and kept the faith and you know what I mean and and. For you, I'm happy for you because I feel like you're very, very level-headed as an Arsenal fan. So, can you not admit, and despite the, the first half performance, which I think was great, we just let you play. Like, you can't yeah. play two against three in there and expect anything yeah. else domination. And when you when you also add that Zinchenko comes inside and also and almost an overload of 4v2 there, you're going to dominate. And any time yeah. we tried to get a second ball, you were first to the second ball. Don't, don't get me wrong, that's not your fault, that's tactics. But do you not think we made it easy for you? I mean, you did, but also it's poor tactics because look at Newcastle when they came to Emirates. They adapted. They had a 10-minute a spell where we, we were all over them like a rush and they put five in the midfield just to lock it off. They adapted. I'm not saying you should do that in at home because that is not a good way to deal play a team when you're playing at home. Or, or I mean, on the flip side, that is a good way to play a team that's that is first the, the league leaguers. So you should be more prag- pragmatic. But I'm guessing he wasn't pragmatic, and our and our Teta like done the dance on his on his on his yard. So, but it's it's a conversation y'all need to have with 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 your your team. But right now, I'm here to celebrate my team, Arsenal. And listen, man, <laughs> first the first half we were great. Second half we showed the backbone that every Arsenal fan has been crying out for. Oh wow, we just we, we were just magnificent. And yeah, maybe like this might be the only time you see me get be this happy and this and this braggadocious on the pod, but. I, I, like I said, I should, I should have watched the game with a, with a glass of wine in my hand because we were that good. And that's all I have to say for that game, for the game before I obviously talk too much. But yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Um, Odegaard, great. Um, I have to give a special shout out to Ramsdale though. He, he, de- mm-hmm. he definitely came clutch that game. He was really good. Um, Ramsdale. I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said something in the chat where I was like, "Is Ramsdale probably the, the one of the best, biggest gambles ever? Not ever, but like, let's say like top ten gambles of transfers. That's actually that's looked like it's working out because I think so. To be honest, Tony was bro when when Arsenal, yeah, go on, when I was, you don't like championship fodder when, when he was obviously at Bournemouth. Everyone thought he was just like mm. goals, 
um, never thought you'd mm. have a career in any other team other than teams that would be going down. But yeah, he went down. He went down twice. Yeah, with the record of the most goals conceded of a goalkeeper, like fifty plus. And I was thinking, like, what what have the Arsenal scouts seen in him that they think like he should be our number one and get rid of like um, Burnt Leno, who was the number one in it for a few years. So, mind you, hats though, off, man. Mind you, though, Drew. Mind you, though, Drew. Our Arsenal was also looking at David Raya from Brentford. So yeah. It was it was Raya and Ramsdale. We also a good keeper, there, by so. the way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I like remember when we were having this conversation back in the days, and, and I said maybe it was defense letting him down. Remember when I had that conversation? Yeah, with yeah, you, yeah. You guys? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just looking back at it, I'm not saying that I saw the vision, but sometimes with a with a keeper, if you just limit it down, limit the the, the shots he he receives, receives, yeah, right down by the defense, then you start seeing a better keeper. He makes better decisions. I don't know, but like you said, uh, shout out to the Arsenal like um, scout team. I picked up Ramsdale because uh, what a good what a good buy. Still, yeah, and just to close, busy to be honest. I I think, do me a favor. <clears throat> Sorry, can one of you man um, get you whatever the scout was? Can you get me a keeper at uh, N seventeen? That'd be great. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you see yeah, go by David Raya, man. Yeah, go, yeah. <laughs> I, I just you, brother, I'll take anyone over Hugo Lloris. Anyone, it's it don't cool. matter who it is. The guy's finished. We didn't talk about the fact that he threw in the first goal. Yeah, for all of Arsenal's good play, how many clear-cut chances did you actually create? Larissa's has thrown the first yeah. one in the goal, and even Odegaard's second goal, like, yeah, it's a good strike, but do you want your keeper getting beat up in that kind of distance? I don't. Nah. Like, it bubbled nah. about three times before it even hit the back of the net. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, I, I think the keeper should do better. Like, in the game, Ramsdale made more saves than Larissa. Or shots. Also, Strips. Like, last, well, the last North but, London derby, uh, he yeah. made the same mistake as well. 100%. Gee, I, mate, I can name you four, five games he's made mistakes. Newcastle made a mistake with, with the whole Callum Wilson thing. Even Almiron goal has gone underneath him. Um, mm. There's been games in the Champions League he's made mistakes. He's whack, man. Super like, whack goalie. Aston Villa, whack. He made a mistake the other day. I think that Douglas, Douglas Louise had a shot from about 30 yards out. It's a dribbler. He's fumbled it. It's fault to Ollie Watkins. He's played them. But there's, there's, bro, <laughs> four, five, six games a season. Larissa cost us points. It's time to go. It's time to go. Put your bags. He's living off this World Cup from 2018. And the worst thing about it is after every mistake he makes, he blames everyone else but himself. He's got his hands out like he's like someone's done him wrong. Bro, you're throwing gold in the back of the net in the North London Derby. Man. I'm sick of it. So like I said, for as well as Arsenal had allegedly played, and I think they did play well, do you not think... Just, just once again, gave you the game. Spurs were criminally shit. I don't know what you think, Charles, as neutrals. Nah, I think like Spurs were. I think Spurs were shit, but I think you have to give all the credit to Arsenal, man. I'm never gonna play down Arsenal's thing here, man, because I feel like. um, I I do I do think Spurs was bad, but I did say. No, 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 hold on, hold on. I do think, though, that I think Spurs... You know goal attempts? They had, like, nearly double their goal attempts. Did you? But that was that was in the second half, innit, when you turned up the pressure, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the second half. That was the second half. Yeah, you... We had, like, yeah, second half, second... 
Second half, yeah. Because in the first half, you had the Kane header and the Son attempt. So that's two. That was the one I could remember. Kulusevski had a few shots. Kulusevski, yeah. And Sessegnon. Um, oh, that's well. that Sessegnon one early in the second half. That was that's a safe. brilliant save. He was unlucky that's there. Safe, yeah. Great save. Unlucky, man, Stress. Unlucky, man. We move on. We move on to City next week. Your bogey team. You're, you know, or oh, you're their bogey team. So you'll probably get the three points there. Um, let's head over to the bar, man. Um, shots. Jay Mace. Shots. I'm sure you do, man. Yeah, I'll... I'll step up to the plate. Um, I'll taking. I'm taking a shot for my team, Arsenal. I'm taking. A, I'm taking eleven shots, man. For hey, play. no, call it twelve. Call it twelve, man. Raw, we're getting thrust. <laughs> we're getting. We're getting. We're, we're we're losing it, man. Um, yeah, plus my coach, man. What what a game! And you, and we did it to our rivals. Oh my god! Like, give me the shots. Give me everything you can. I'm a. I'm a heavyweight. I can. I can. I can take it. Don't worry. You, yeah, you take eleven it. shots, yeah. I'll dare you. You know, I'll when I come 12, down, twelve, man. Twelve. 12. I've lost the coach. I had him. <laughs> add it, man. It's a, it's a great day. It's a great day to dance on the grave of your enemies, man. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting. <laughs> shit. I am getting um, dark, but Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm so proud of my team. They did me. They did me. Um, they did us well, and they did well. Did me proud. I mean, so yeah, give me my shots. I'll take it. Calm. Um, Cha. Yes, yes, yes. Just wanna, just wanna say, man, talk to my boys nicely. Don't talk to them at all, man. <laughs> like, we've come leaps and bounds. If someone told me at the beginning of the season we'd be where we are at the moment with um, a, an outside chance um, of potentially connecting a league, um, I'd, I'd, I'd laugh your head off. And to be honest, I'm still laughing people's head off when they say it, um, but. Yeah, man, shout out, shout out my Donnies, Casimiro, especially. Love that guy. Wish he was five years younger and he could stay and captain our, our, our club for the rest of the, 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 the time he's there. Um, yeah, man, shout out, shout out my Dons. Shout out my Dons, man. And obviously me and Strizza, our heads are our heads are already fried, so there's no shots to be taken from us. I mean, thank you guys for listening to the pod. My name is Andrew, a.k.a. Rapping Drew. We are the VBP boys, and we out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> hey, Kyle.